0: I shouldn't have come to this party. I'm not even sure I belong at this party. That's not on some. Good morning. Welcome to the first edition of the The Hate You Give podcast. Uh, I'm Miss Huff and today I am here with Miss Rebecca Bohr. Awesome. So we're gonna talk about the first chapter. And specifically, there are some points that really hit me in this chapter, and there's a way that I want to talk about it. So I wanna do four things. It's actually a sacred reading practice, and it's called um, Lectio Divina. So this is something that a lot of people do if they're trying to really look at a text in order to kind of make themselves better people, like what you would do in kind of a a, a group of people sitting around um,
1: a spiritual text. Awesome. I am always trying to make myself a better person.
0: <laughs> Thanks. So Lectio Divina has four steps. We take a quote that really kind of hit us in the chapter and then we ask ourselves one like what's going on in the book right here what just happened two how is this allegorical or how is it like something else that's going on in another story or in the world then step three is how is it personal or how is it like something in my life how does it relate to me and step four is a call to action based on what we've talked about what am i now committed to doing based on what we've been talking about.
1: I love that approach to reading. I really like how it digs into it so much. Thanks. So the first quote that hit me,
0: really hit me right away at the very beginning. You know, stars at this party. And she says, there are just some places where it's not enough to be me, either version of me. Mm. And that really hit me right off the bat. I know it's in like the first paragraph. So literally, I know that what's going on in the text right here is that Star is at this big spring break party and she's in her neighborhood and there are DJs and like uh, smoke fills the air and drinking everywhere and it's just this big blowout and she does not feel like she fits in. What really hits me though is the either version of me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So as I think about step two, and my life, or or the excuse me, the world around me, are there ways that you can see that you know have being two selves? Have you ever seen that? Oh my gosh! In yes. other books or in the world,
1: I see that all the time. I see it in my own life that who I am at school is not necessarily who I am when I am at home, when you know, with my family. Um, and I I think that that's true for a lot of us that we have these multiple. Um, personalities or these multiple selves that we present to the world. Absolutely. Um, And you know, when we look at the world at large,
0: um, this being the hate you give mm -hmm. and being about uh, a young man who loses his life in a cop shooting, I also think we see it in a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Um, When we look at like the Trayvon Martin case, Mm -hmm. he's portrayed both as an honors student and a good kid and a kid. And then also as this like guy who looks dangerous and like a criminal in the making, depending upon where you look in the Mm -hmm. media, I think possibly we all just have a little bit of both sides of that in us. Absolutely. My teenage years, I think I wanted to rebel a bit too. I think we all did.
1: Absolutely. And that's
0: probably what we see in a lot of those pictures personally.
1: I also know that it's a common thing where um, a phenomenon that's called code switching, where you go from t- speaking in one way, maybe with your friends, to maybe using professional language in that environment, or otherwise, the, the vocabulary, sometimes even the actual language that you speak, might be entirely different based on its setting.
0: Oh, yeah. We see that with Starr later. She talks about later in the book how she doesn't want to be too ghetto at Williamson, Mm -hmm. her big prep school. Um, But in her neighborhood, she wants to sound like she belongs. Absolutely. Um, And I can see that personally. I remember being a young kid and having people tell me I said like too much Mm -hmm. and having people tell me that I sounded a bit ditzy sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I had to work when I was applying for after school jobs at not sounding ditzy Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't hire me.
1: Yeah, and I I speak two other languages besides English, but I will never speak them the way I speak English. I mean, I I can only continue to try, but, you know, I know I have this this accent when I speak Spanish that just gives me away, (laughs) and I'm always going to be that gringa. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. My husband gets told all the time that he's good at other languages Mm -hmm. because he has an ear for that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and speaks... A pro, like, with a good accent, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't know a whole lot of the language. And mm-hmm. asked a, had a Spanish teacher once ask him if he was a native speaker. Oh, and, wow. Uh, he's not, and he <laughs>, laughs at me repeatedly when I try, mm-hmm. and when I tell him how I talk to some of our students mm-hmm. to make an ID and that kind of thing,
1: right. um, I, I sound right. awful. <laughs> yeah. I, I can get around. I've lived in other countries, lived in other languages, but, you know, I will... I will never have that um, that full um, acquisition of the language the full part of the culture to make it you know fully me because
0: it's not how you think in your head exactly probably. and who you are inside your head star I think here is saying that she can actually think as in both in, in both mm-hmm. um, both the way her neighborhood speaks and the way her school speaks yeah. and you know that leads me to our call to action so as we talk about this and all of the different ways that we speak and we act depending upon who's around us, I think I'm really just called to pause before I make judgments. Mm. I think I want to stop when I hear language in passing, um, when I see somebody who's frustrated and hear them yell, I don't want to make a judgment about who that person is. That's who that person is in that moment. And it's not necessarily who that person would be with me. Absolutely. And who
1: the person is with me is what counts, I think. I think about that with my students a lot. I sometimes see my students on their worst days. And just because they're having their worst day doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that that's how they are every day. And when I can break through to a kid who I've seen have a bad day after bad day and bad day, and hopefully eventually have a good day, that is the really amazing thing. When I can see that light, when I can see them um, emerge a little bit, and that is a really beautiful thing. Oh, it is. Yeah.
0: All right. So I think today we're called to pause before we judge Mm -hmm. and to give everybody space to have a bad moment. And maybe that's not the best person they'll be when they are with us. Absolutely. And maybe both versions of yourself are still okay. Yeah. Thank you for chatting with me today. Thank you, Miss And next week we'll post another episode with another quote. If you want to talk about it, come join me in the Media Center Thursday mornings. Or if you want to talk about it not on the podcast, we do have a reading group meeting Monday mornings in the media center or Friday mornings in um, the reading room with Ms. Spears and Ellison or at lunches with our admin every other Wednesday. We'd all love to chat with you. Have a great day. Bye.